For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 223 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And it's a Star Wars trailer week, y'all. We got the final trailer for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. I apologize in advance for this episode because I am super sick and miserable this week. So I am going to try and stick it through as much as I can. We're going to talk about some exciting news that came out today. Of course, we're going to cover the trailer. And if if I am feeling up to it, we will try to conquer the mountain of emails and voicemails we've gotten from you guys. Uh, damn. A veritable deluge. You guys are the best. I love a trailer week because all you guys got something to say. I fucking love it. So hopefully we can get to some of that. Um, anyways... It's not just me and Will this week. We got a special guest. Indeed, we do. The, as you have probably heard on the Star Wars or the Star Wars, whew, the Blue Harvest Patreon page, from Masters of Terrors, Kasi, from the Sith list, from uh, it, he's everywhere, man. Book Wars, Page Wars, Page Wars. Oh, Steel is gonna kill me for that one. Page Wars on the Steel Wars Patreon. It's King Tom. He fucking rules. We have royalty it, in the house. How's it going, Oz and Will? Thank you so much for having me. It's always great to talk to you guys. Yeah, man. I'm I'm so glad uh, you were down to come on. We've we've had right? this plan for a little while now. I'm super excited. Thank yeah. you. I'm Tom, excited I have to, to be know here. before we go any further. How, how do big is you your come up with? Well, I don't need to know that. I'm happy at any size, but <laughs> if you could enlighten me on how you come up with such good questions because you have some of the best questions are they thought out ahead of time or do they just strike your brain like lightning while you're driving down the street thank thank you uh, a little bit of both hmm. S sometimes i will come up with questions like i'll you know I'll, I'll be listening to you guys and i always i, I always I, I don't ask you guys anything that doesn't have to do with your podcast obviously you know, I, I kind of know what what you guys like to talk about, what you guys are going to talk about. 
And I, I really, you know, I, I, the podcast I listen to, I, 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 I love, I feel like for the most part, most of the podcasts I listen to are friends of mine. Um, and so I, I try and make it like a discussion that would be interesting to you guys to talk to. And, you know, I always listen to you on Saturday and sometimes I get questions that come up right away. Like, um, the toy one for four triple force Friday, oh, I was yeah. mowing the lawn, listening to you guys. And then I was doing some things with the kids after and playing with star Wars toys. And I just thought of it right there. So it's one of those things that sometimes it's inspired by your show. Other times it's inspired by news. Sometimes, like you said, just in the car, taking a shower, whatever. Taking a shower in your car. Shit. You got a fancy <laughs> ass car. King Tom. I got, I got one of those big cars. <laughs> He's got the Tesla four. Ah, yeah. that's a new feature. You can play, uh, you know, Candy Crush on the the dashboard and take a shower in it. Yeah, you're good at those questions, and I appreciate. Them. I just wanted Thank to let you know how much I appreciate those. Well, I, I just it's not I, I don't try. I just try and give you guys something to talk about. Not that you guys need anything to talk about, but I like knowing where your heads are at. And you right. have such a wonderful rapport and chemistry that oh, I huh. like. I like hearing what you guys come up with because. To me, my favorite podcast to listen to are the ones where the people doing it are our friends and get along. And it makes perfect sense. Yeah, that, that's why you guys are great together. Well, thank you. Dang. Will, you found a real nice way to get King Tom to give us some very lovely compliments. Well, that's not what I was fishing for. I was basically trying to tell the man he's good at what he does. But Dude, I, I love the. It's a I love in here. It is. We started off real love heavy today. Feels good. Feels real good. Yeah. yeah. I am sorry again, guys. Once again, ahead of time. I'm going to try and cut out any sniffling, any coughs as much as I can. Hopefully, I can keep it well, under control. And let me thank you for your dedication because you didn't have to do this tonight. And Dude, I, it I know had, you're not. The week I dedicated. get sick, it it has to be the trailer week. Like any other week, I probably have been like, dude, oh. I don't know about podcasting this week. I want to go to bed. Well, you know, it gives you that sexy, boomy, late-night FM radio DJ host voice. Coming from the mountains of Nevada, it's the Art Bell (laughs) Show. Tonight on the show, remote viewing, vampires, (laughs) werewolves, and alien sex stories. Um, All right. So... Speaking of being sick, this morning I woke up pretty late uh, because I slept in, and I woke up to a uh, DM from one Mr. King Tom dropping some pretty huge news on me. Well, I'm going to send you a little image here. Okay. Um, we've talked about it a few times on the show, this uh, Kylo Ren comic book series that's mm-hmm. coming out in December uh, that deals with him. Um from Ben to Ren, right, is the unofficial tagline for it. It's like he yeah, and Luke. Yeah, unofficial the, tagline. Well, uh, today they released the cover for the second issue of this comic, which is coming out in January. And dude, did it cause quite the... Dude, I see that. Oh. Is that the two of them facing off against the Knights of Ren? Yeah, so for the viewers, it is... They maybe haven't seen it yet. <clears throat> It's an image of Luke and Kylo back to back. Kylo looks, I would say, significantly younger than he does in the flashbacks in the, the Last Jedi. To me, I was thinking that was about. 
I was thinking it was him in the flashback, but he, I mean, I guess he does look a little bit younger than that. Um, and then uh, they, they've got their lightsabers out. Kylo's holding a blue one. Luke's got his green saber, and they are surrounded by the Knights of Ren, doing battle with the Knights of Ren. Uh, Man, that, that's a badass cover right there. It's raining, and you can see the raindrops hitting their lightsabers. Yep. And if you notice, one of the Knights of Ren is holding a red lightsaber. Oh, he is. I didn't see, even see that in the background. It was kind of tucked back there. And not just he that, is. I'm pretty sure... That is a Knight of Ren that we haven't seen in any of the promotions. Well, for that's exactly. Nine. I was trying to look at his face, and I was like, I don't recognize that blank face with the script on it. Yeah, he mm-hmm. looks kind of like uh, his helmet looks kind of like uh, like a Mass Effect character or a Destiny character, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole fo- from the forehead down to the chin is just one solid blank piece. There's no eye features or nose features or mouth features, but there's what seems to be gra- graffiti-like script just down from where his eyebrow to his mouth would be. Yeah, and I didn't even notice that until just now when you pointed it out. There is speculation uh-huh. that that's a character from Chuck Wendig's Aftermath trilogy. Right. Uh-huh. Now, King Tom, I always try to reference that trilogy because I feel like there's a strong possibility that some stuff that was set up in those books might actually pay off in episode nine. Maybe not in huge ways, but in some ways that were kind of alluded, right? Yes. And I don't have the greatest recall of those books. Mm -hmm. Uh, Phil will in on the Alkalites of the beyond, so he's up to date on this because I think this is a really solid, like, cool theory. So throughout the books... The, the trilogy, uh, Wendig kind of intersplice the main narrative with these other side stories. And some of the stories would carry over from book to book to book. And they were a group of nihilistic youngsters who worshipped the dark side of the Force, but were mm-hmm. not necessarily Force-sensitive. And they were searching for dark side artifacts. At one point, they found a red lightsaber that someone said was Darth Vader's lightsaber. And the two main acolytes of the beyond were trying to pursue this object and in the final aftermath book um the two of them uh what was his remy was a a young man and kiza a young pantoran female pantorians are those blue not chiss but they're they were in the clone wars right and kiza betrayed him and basically ran the lightsaber through his head to take it and she had a mask or a helmet and the mask really wasn't described other than it was a very unique helmet so people on twitter have been saying that what if this is kiza the last remaining acolyte of the beyond and what if the acolytes of the beyond become well not the well she becomes because my assumption is the person we're seeing in this image is the current master of the Knights of Ren. Like, mm-hmm. who is the person who holds Kylo's title before Kylo. That would make sense if, yeah, like, he's got the saber. Like, to, like, I mean, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. As an assumption. Um, but he's also center stage in the, the um, 
in the piece in the in the cover. Yeah, like he's in the center. But dude, this is this shit right here. Like, just turn this into an animated series, dude. Right? This is what give I, this to me. These are the stories I want to hear. I know. Like, can, and the dude in the back with a giant Buster sword, basically. Yeah. <laughs> And he's he's gonna be in Rise of Skywalker like all these other Knights of Ren, in Grenade the, Face. Yeah, they're all um, in Rise of Skywalker. At least those armor designs mm-hmm. are. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I have a question pertaining to the aftermath books. Okay. Um, I have a pair of socks. This may seem obscure, but that uh, say Darth Vader lives, and I I can't remember where that came from. But it seems really obscure for them to make merchandise out of. And it's just in a rent. It's like I had it was a pair of low ankle socks. There was ones that C3PO and R2D2, one that's, you know, the Empire symbol, then one that's the Rebel symbol, and one that says Darth Vader lives, and it's got Darth Vader's face on it. And is that from the aftermath books or one of the other books? I think it is because it's what the ac- the Acolytes worshipped Vader. And I think that was their saying i'm pretty sure well yeah when when he that's even more evidence for me for that to be canon or a good guess because why would you make merchandise that says that if it's Mm -hmm. not Um, relevant at some point Mm -hmm. yeah and um i mean the aftermath books are definitely quote unquote canon you know it's one of those i mean i guess all everything now right it's one of those things where yeah it's canon but to me, it's it's more solidified when it's referenced or we see some tie-in with like a movie or even an animated <clears throat> series or something. Because unfortunately, the you know the Star Wars books and comics sell really well. I'm not saying they don't, but they don't have the viewership or the readership or whatever nearly as much as the movies, and then probably not nearly as much as the animated series below that. Right. Um. But. I, there's just some other elements in those aftermath books that I feel like might actually end up um, playing into episode nine. Uh, but you're now, so right about an animated series. Oh. I mean, that is. I mean, I can't think of an animated series I'd rather see than Luke and young Luke and young Kylo. Like Kylo from the time, I don't know, he was born till then. Now I do think it is weird, like. If you look at that, that's not Luke's normal green saber in no, his it's hand. No, it is not. I don't know what the deal is with that. Maybe it's just like, I don't know, a mess up by the author, or, or not the author, the artist, or what. Because in the flashback in The Last Jedi, it's his green saber from Return of the mm-hmm. Jedi that he's using. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I don't know what the deal is with that because it, it may, I think you're, it may just be art laziness. No, I mean I, I say laziness. I don't mean that. Maybe he's just the artist is assuming. Oh, you know, Luke's green lightsaber, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then if you look at what's on the other side, what's interesting? If you look at Kylo's, that looks like his blue lightsaber from the Last Jedi. And I think all of the knights' weapons match up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're right. Why would you? Why would you stop there? Who knows? Now, that's not that's not the end of it. There was uh, like a synopsis for this issue uh, in the s- solicitations. Like, that's why this came out is because they're soliciting orders for comic book stores for January comics. You know, those things run about 
three months ahead. Okay. Um, so King Tom has that, and it is, it is interesting. You want me to? Yep. You ready? Yep. Okay. With the new Jedi school in ruins and fellow students hot on his trail for the murder of their master, Ben Solo flees to the only friend he has left in the galaxy, a man named Snoke. Oh, stop. Let's talk about it. Uh, Luke's students are chasing Ben Solo. I'm... That is fascinating. Because Luke says he left with it. He took a handful of my students. Mm-hmm. Does but Luke... that says that they're chasing... Does Luke not realize that they're... So, it, that's what I was going to say. Does Luke just think he took them with him and not realize that they left chasing after Kylo and presumably that things... Would be- that would be my guess. Yeah. My other guess, and this might be too convoluted, is that he did take some of them with him, and then the other ones that were left went with Kylo, or went after Kylo. Didn't, didn't some of them die also? Yeah, I think so, right? Yeah, I, I thought that was my interpretation. I guess we're going to, something tells me we're going to get that clarified on this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. Super fascinating there, especially if it turns out that Luke was mistaken and because that's been the question, like one of my big questions since the last Jedi is what happened to the students he took with him? Did they become the Knights of Ren? Did they become the Praetorian Guards? What's up with those students? Does that mean there's did Kylo hunt them down one by one at Snoke's request? Right. What's going Mm. on? So and that would be super fucked up if Mm. Luke just Mm. thought they were all dead and shut himself off to the force when his students were just slaughtered one after the other. Oh, that would be awful. Um, what's the next point, uh, King Tom? Uh, the only friend he has left in the galaxy, a man named Snoke. But Snoke has plans for Ben and ideas about the force that are as dangerous as they are intriguing for the troubled young Jedi. If Ben wishes to truly be free, the answers might lie with the dark side and with the Knights of Ren. But it won't be the first time he's tangled with the knights. In the past, Jedi Master Luke Skywalker journeys to the unknown regions and brings young Ben along for the mission. Can even Luke Skywalker stand against the fabled Knights of Ren? Whoa. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, first off, the Knights of Ren are not former students of Luke's. Answers that question we've had. They've right. been around for a while, and they were in the out, uh, the out in the unknown regions. If you look in the background of that comic, there's a First Order dropship. Like the kind of ship that Kylo drops in in, like The Force Awakens and stuff. At least I think that's what it is. I don't, like, at first I thought it was, but then the way the wing crosses over to the left side, it has, like, those three headlights, mm-hmm. and then the, is it the vertical... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to see because it is sort mm-hmm. of obscured by, like, fog and rain. But you may mm-hmm. be right. That may not be what we're seeing there. Yeah. It's a beautiful cover. Uh, it, it It's maybe my favorite cover of the new Star Wars stuff. It looks so cool. Like, man, it looks neat. Um, mm-hmm. So this also brings up, like, the whole Snoke thing. He's got a friend in Snoke. Now, 
from the little bits of information we've gotten about Snoke in the movies and stuff, we knew like he had some kind of contact with Snoke before, like, like, uh, you know, in the force awakens, Leia says it was Snoke mm-hmm. and, um, right. Luke references something as well when he's telling Ray the, you know, the backstory with Kylo and stuff. So, I guess my question is, at what point does Snoke come on the scene and why does Kylo consider him a friend? Like, why, when this all goes down, does Kylo think, okay, I know where I need to go. I need to go meet up with Snoke. Well... I mean, one of the things that Luke says in his confession was that when he looked, he already saw that his heart had turned to the dark side. So clearly, Snoke has been talking to him under Luke's tutelage for a long time, it would seem. Right. Now, mm-hmm. what, How? Now, are they communicating? I assume how through the him force? and Ray, yeah. Right? Like, that's my assumption. Now, I don't know. Or was Snoke somebody that Luke... And Kylo ran across at some point in their adventures and Luke thought maybe he was an ally at first or something. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh, that'd be deep. How I did think that's possible. I was, uh, I, I kind of was looking into this just because of all the, you know, seeing, reading something like that gets my mind going yeah there's a a bit in the last jedi novelization that's kind of like an inner monologue of snoke's right before the throne room scene right and snoke you know it was that snoke was valuable to the first order because he helped them survive in the unknown regions and he was more powerful than any other potential leader which is why he basically survived and none of the other leaders did but then there there there's short two paragraph thing that I have here I have pulled up if you if you don't mind me sharing that I think Dude, apply- you guys could- always have the best information yeah I'm well, so lucky um like his father Skywalker had been a favored instrument of the will of the cosmic force that made it essential to watch him and once Skywalker endangered Snoke's design it had become essential to act and so Snoke had drawn upon his vast store of knowledge parceling it out to confuse Skywalker's path ensnare his family and harness Ben Solo's power to ensure both Skywalker's destruction and Snoke's triumph. So maybe he kind of like tempted Luke and Ben to the outer or the, the unknown regions. Oh, it makes it sound like he wasn't going to mess with Ben until Luke did something to get in his way. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Something so tells- like getting, some tells me we might get some answers to this in this series, because if that is the case, maybe that's why they even run into the Knights of Ren uh, out and out. On, like maybe Snoke does something to lead them out there, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Now, hmm. do you think Rise of Skywalker will mention Snoke at all or like explain it? So that it kind of ties into this, or do you think there will be a- there won't be any mention of Snoke in the movie? I. I'm so torn. I want there to be some some Snoke mentioned, at least. Because he's mentioned in The Force Awakens. And, I mean, you even mm-hmm. see him on the screen. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, I do think there will be some mention of him. I don't know how far it will go into any of this detail. 
that we'll be mm-hmm. getting in the books and comics. But I do like if there if you don't, you're gonna see the the shitheads be like, oh, you see, Abrams is trying to save you know Star Wars from what Ryan Johnson did in the Last Jedi, like. You can't give them ammunition with that shit. Like, you have to address it at least a little bit. Well, what I was going to say is, if in some way Snoke and Palpatine are connected, and in, in, if Snoke was some part of Palpatine's grand plan, even if they didn't directly interact, if Palpatine was influencing or... Um, he basically had to bide his time until Snoke's part right. was played. Yeah. So like that if, he could do whatever he had to do. Right. If that is the case, then you would think it needs to be mentioned. Right. Like exactly. Even by Palpatine. So. Right. And he exactly. he loves to gloat anyway. Yes, right? he does. And he loves to explain how he had this shit planned all along. You mm-hmm. know. Palpatine's that guy. I'm afraid this battle station is fully operational. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> yeah. This was. Uh, this was exciting. I was already excited about this comic series, uh, and I've been reading um, Allegiance, which is the series that takes place in between The Last Jedi and um, Rise of Skywalker. And it's been not it's it's been good. It's not my mm-hmm. favorite so far. I've only read the first two issues, but um, it was nice to dive back into a comic storyline that like really interests me because like. Yeah, the space between those movies interests me. The Kylo and Luke stuff pre The Force Awakens really interests me, and I really want to know what the timeline is. Like, I don't know because Star Wars never, like you know, for example, in Empire Strikes Back, nobody's like, well, you know, it's been three years since we blew up the Death Star. Three years later, <laughs> you know, that's just one of those things that you you get in ancillary material that for timeline nerds and in like super star wars nerds is fascinating but i would like to know when all this starts going down like in relation to other pieces of canon that we have in place because there's bloodline there's the stuff in like the prologue of battlefront 2 um that's closer to the force awakens though so yeah, I don't know. Is the unit of years ever used in Star Wars? Ooh. I don't know that I... It is. Like, I'm searching my mind for dialogue. It is. You will be di- digested over a period of oh, a, thousand a thousand years. years. You did say... You're right. See? You guys always have the best knowledge. <laughs> Just don't ask me about Luke Skywalker's gun in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> that he pulls off a guard. Yeah, where I'm like, well... Listen here, guys. The toys come with that gun, dude. You you know what? You cop to it the ne- the very next podcast. Oh, look! Like I said, I wasn't trying to act like I had all the info anyway. But all we right. are no charlatans. <laughs> all right, let's. Do you, I mean, do either of you have anything to add about this subject before we move on to the trailer? I can't say that I do. I mean, it's I could awesome. go on and on, awesome, but I probably should cut myself off. Man, what I, else? Give me one more thing. No, no, it's just more, you know, speculate. Oh, oh like this is so fucking cool. Just yeah. like that sort of stuff. I love speculation. Yeah. Now, tra- let's trailer away. All right. So, we finally got the final trailer. Came on Monday during Monday Night Football. Tickets went on sale. 
I know my man King Tom was in the anxiety boat as far as tickets went. I was there because normally I have Star Wars ticket anxiety, but because we don't go to assigned seating theaters or we have it in the past, um, I, you know, normally just have to get like four tickets and then I just give everybody else the link. Like, Hey, if you want to go to Star Wars with us, get tickets to this showing, right? <clears throat> well, not this year. This year we decided to do the assigned seating theater. Uh, which is fairly new here in Birmingham. Um, and so I was like, well, I guess I'm in charge of tickets. And boy, was I anxious all day Monday. Checking in with people that were l- physically sitting in line at theaters being like, are they on sale for you yet? What, what are they saying about when they go on sale? Uh, King Tom went to the theater in person. Mm-hmm. I followed in his majesty's footsteps and I rolled up to the theater in person myself. Nice. Just because I didn't want to risk it. I didn't want to disappoint 12 people, 11 people, however many people I was buying tickets for. Um, but we got them. So yeah. uh, looking forward to it. Um, and then the trailer. So what I'll do real quick is uh, I'll play the trailer and then we'll kind of uh, go through it little bits by bits and um, and see what we think. Okay. Any uh, further thoughts we've had? It's an instinct. <laughs> Feeling. The force brought us together. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. But I do. Long have I waited. And now... What are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir. Oh at my friends. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. Damn. Oh, man. It still makes me emotional. Hey, guys, mm-hmm. give me one second, okay? All right. Okay. So that's the trailer. Oh, yeah. I can see him now. You're um, right. 
yeah, we had to take a quick break, and Will discovered a picture of Kylo's shuttle where you can see those three lights we were talking about. So maybe it is a First Order shuttle. <coughs> so um, before we get into like a, a more in-depth like discussion on the trailer, Will, buddy, what did you think yes, of it in general? Uh, okay. In general, just glossing over everything, it makes me emotional. Yeah. Like it, the, um, the moment, I, okay, I guess it's John Williams, but I haven't ever heard the Star Wars theme that slow and maybe in that major of a key, but there's something about it that is incredible and that build all the way to the end. Uh, it's very emotional. And that scene with 3PO, emotional. Like oh, it evokes emotion is what, I mean, that's my big picture. And because I could pick it apart, I just love it. And I love that I didn't get too much. I think I got a shot of Palpatine. I can see some robe fluttering, you know, as. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, in this first scene, I guess we're going to. Well, no. She's... I... I'm sorry. So I was just saying, so you dug it. Like, what yeah. I was going to say yeah, when yeah, you yeah. brought up the C3PO thing is that is not something I was expecting in this Star Wars trailer is to get choked up over a C3PO moment. Right. <laughs> That, right. That took Ditto. me by surprise. Um, Tom, what are your feelings? I know, we, look, this is probably both of our third times talking about the trailer this week. <laughs> yeah. You know, for a, a recap purposes, what do you think yeah. about it? You know, this, this, seeing this trailer, I just wanted to, like, open up my window and shout out Star Wars as loud as I could. <laughs> because it, it made me excited. And like Will, I got very emotional. I don't. I don't like knowing that the saga is going to end for now. Yeah. But if they're going to send us out, what a fucking amazing way that they're doing it. Right. Yeah, dude, can I say how funny it is? Like, I feel like since they announced the sequel trilogy, I've been like, <laughs> well, you know, the well, if they're doing a sequel trilogy, they'll do a sequel to the sequel trilogy eventually, <laughs> especially with Disney owning it. And then, you know, a lot of people were in that, mindset and then a lot of people are like no nah, man they're saying that's the end they're saying it's the end my one of my favorite things in the wake of this trailer is seeing people like bargaining on social <laughs> media being like come on we all know there's gonna be more more right there's gonna be an episode 10 eventually right <laughs> right guys yeah this is so good it can't be the last one right right come, come on, on. Just, just let it let them have 10 years off 10 years that's all <laughs> yeah so trust me guys i feel you i'm in the same boat I want there to be lots more Star Wars. I'm I'm nervous laughing and looking around too, being like, there's more, right? Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, we've already got more movies announced, like with the oh, release yeah. dates and stuff. But, you know, what, that's what I'm looking forward to is the hype over something that isn't the Skywalker saga, but yeah. is the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And especially in a, what we assume is like a trilogy format. Um, Absolutely. I can't wait. I think that's going to be but fun. The best way cinematic stories are told. <clears throat> Anyways, um, yeah, like this was once again one of those times where I was like, "Damn, I wish I had cable," because uh, I started pe seeing people react to the trailer on uh, social media before it was actually up on their YouTube channel. I was sitting with the YouTube chat uh, channel open refreshing just waiting waiting oh, waiting no. waiting as soon as i got See, the text from our buddy keith that was like hey it's halftime i just started refreshing 
See, I I was going to do that, but maybe about two or three minutes before our friend Emily Lynn sent out a link to where you could watch it online through a, uh, you know, kind of suspicious source. And I clicked that <laughs> and I caught like, you know, the last little bit before they threw to the commercial. And the quality probably wasn't as good as a YouTube video, but it was still you could still tell what was going on. Right. And then I jump on Twitter and I see it on the official Star Wars Twitter account and so i pull it up and jesse's like you're gonna watch it on your phone and i was like yes absolutely if that's understand. what it takes you don't understand <laughs> and then i start fucking blubbering up like an idiot <laughs> goodbye to his friends oh god and then you know watched it like six more times on my tv on the youtube page so yeah i was i was really a big fan of it so do you guys want to sort of jump in and try to discuss some bits and pieces as we go along Sure. Oh, by all means. Okay, so it starts off. We get the uh, Lucasfilm logo. Total classic. And then, okay. I want to ask. Vibrant jungle oh, world. Perfect stopping point. Oh, yeah. Will. Yes. Does that look like a blast shield helmet from A New Hope to you? Okay, that's a blast shield helmet from what so? I, from my perspective. And then the remote shortly behind. Mm -hmm. the, the, um, with the training remote. The blaster, the ball, the blaster firing ball. Yeah, we uh, we saw one of those in the D23 uh, sneak peek or teaser or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I've seen people wondering if that's if that is one of those helmets with the blast shield. And I don't know for sure. It's I'm not like, you know, I mean, a, I'm pretty damn sure. But with the, the presence of the training remote, like, doesn't it kind of make sense for that to be one of those? Yeah. If it's not that exact one, it's at least a helmet with a blast shield. Right. The ribbed edge right next to that red side part right. kind of looks like one of the Endor trooper helmets. Right. Now, oh, I, it does. Now you're right. It does have like. An and it Endor seems like a fabric-y back in there. Mm -hmm. So maybe it is some kind of weird combination of the two. Maybe this is I a mean, more you... up, updated version of one of those helmets with a blast shield. Well, I mean, the whole point of the blast shield is to protect your face in space and combat, I guess. Um, you would assume there would be multiple helmets with blast shield. <laughs> or maybe all yeah. pilots' helmets have them, I guess. I don't know. The um, the other part of this we saw, I think, in the D23 bit, had um, Ray with a red rope or red piece of fabric around her wrist. Right. And you could, you could see it here. And that's actually from a piece of art for The Force Awakens, where Rey is training, and she has a stick and not a lightsaber, but she has a red piece of fabric around her wrist, and she's surrounded by, like, ten training remotes. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then we get Rey doing her hardcore parkour uh, <laughs> on the jungle planet, and then on what I'm assuming is the inside of the Death Star. I mean, that's the assumption. Yeah. Um, a nice little callback to her, her scavenging parkour stuff in The Force Awakens, I think. Yeah, because in the background there, it seems like you can see the columns, mm -hmm. like those cylindrical columns with the catwalk behind there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good eye. All right. And we get Finn looking through uh, some fancy binoculars. More Ray running in the jungle with the lights. Oh, this shot. What I'm, I guess we're assuming is the rebel base mm -hmm. or resistance base. Resist Under a giant ship. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've even seen some people say that maybe this is the block, uh, the blockade runner, the Tantive. The Tantive. Yeah, mm. that could be. That would make sense. What if they're mobile the pilots? Like, what if they don't stay in any one place? And like, well, that's kind of what they're doing in uh, Return of the Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Lando holding court the right here Lando. in the middle. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a cool shot. Looks like the resistance is uh, rebuilding nicely at this point. Yeah. It does, does. Great line from Poe Dameron. Uh, Rose? Good to see Rose. Because that's the first time I've seen it. Charlie, Charlie from Lost. Charlie. Connics. Charlie. Billy Lord. Um, some big guy. Look at this big guy in the background. Or you maybe doing? that's a guy riding something. Is he riding? Oh, it is. It's one of the people riding one of those horse things. Uh, I like this shot right here of Finn, Chewie, and Poe hanging out in front of Poe's new X-Wing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that the crew is all together because they felt so split up. You yeah, know, the man. Last two movies. That was one of the things, you know, in the promotion and stuff leading up to this movie that's made me really happy is that it, they have said, like, this is mm-hmm. an adventure where our heroes are together. Um, so I assume this X-Wing is the same model as like his black X-Wing from the force awakens and the last Jedi. We're not looking at, you know, I don't think we're looking at like one of the super fancy X-Wings from like resistance or anything. Yeah. Those are bulkier. Yeah. Another great shot. The blockade runner flying overhead. Will, do you think that's going up or do you think that's crashing or going down? The blockade runner. Mm hmm. I doesn't look crashed. It doesn't look damaged to me. It looks like it's taking off or coming in for a landing, maybe yeah. low. But it it doesn't look damaged. It doesn't seem like a crash. And from looking at the underside of it, it makes a lot of sense. Like that, that's where they were just holding court under. Oh, really? Let's go back. I mean, just from me, it looked a lot like it. Um. Okay. Yeah, I can kind of see that. I can kind of see that being the case. So, what do you guys think? you think we're looking at the ship from the end of Revenge of the Sith and uh, the beginning of A New Hope? I think so. I think so, too. It may be. I, I don't know. That seems it's, like a long time for that same ship to be active, but the Millennium Falcon's still kicking around. Millennium Falcon's a, been around, too, yeah. It's a common type of ship, so they could say that, but at the same time, this being the last one, I could see them tying it in somehow. Yeah, because whatever happened to that ship after A New Hope, you assume it was impounded or something by the Empire. Yeah, that's what I right? thought. Yeah, because, you know, it's definitely captured. They named... That's Darth Vader's personal star star destroyer, right? Right. The mm-hmm. Avenger? Was it? Or was it the Devastator? Maybe it is the Devastator. I know there's a... Uh, I'm not great with uh, capital ship names. Mm-hmm. Um. So I know there is an Avenger, but I maybe you're. I think you might be right. Maybe it is the Devastator. All right, and then we get a kick-ass shot of uh, Ray on the flooded remains of the Death Star, holding her lightsaber. Here comes uh, a wet blanket, Kylo. Um, man, I am really looking forward to that lightsaber duel on those. Death Star ruins. I think that's going to be real cool. The one thing I noticed about um, 
his dialogue there was it seemed like it was modulated by the mask. Like it seemed like they were having that conversation and from his perspective he was wearing the helmet. Oh, really? I mean, if you want to go back and listen to it, it I yeah. might be wrong. Let's listen. It does. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't assume that that dialogue was from this exact moment, you know? But that is interesting. It's it, so it does sound like he's going to be wearing the helmet when we hear that dialogue in the in the movie. Um <coughs> All right. Okay. Is this water or is it an a spaceberg? Dude, I don't know. I have the hardest time wrapping my head around this like because if it doesn't look like a reflection of the peaks above it doesn't look like a mirror version. No, and and like if you look, like there does seem to be some sort of edge here, right? Where it could be maybe in water, and this is just like like an iceberg, and we're seeing the parts here that are above water, and then all yeah. this in super it's just skewed reflection. I yeah, it's me. super clear water though. Like you were talking, I like, think it's a spaceberg. You do I see that? I'm leaning towards spaceberg yeah, myself. Then if you look. Like, you can see stars and stuff down here, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to say. It, it's it's a concept that's, like, so it's foreign. Cool. It's so Ominous. cool. It looks cool. Like, is this... Is this... Um, is this the Spaceberg where all those things are frozen? Where all the, the Star Destroyers are frozen? Oh. Mm. Yeah, and I've heard people say they think this is a frozen Star Destroyer. Like that is what this is, is just a, but I don't think so. Cause I think like over on the left, you can see some sort of settlement there. Mm -hmm. And like, is this going to be Kajimi? Like the, the ice planet or whatever that we've heard about. We saw a picture of Zori mm -hmm. bliss there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, later when we get to the C3PO scene, all our heroes are wearing like cold weather coats, like long cold weather coats. You're right. I didn't think about that. So is that what this is? I don't know. It looks fucking neat, though. Yeah, it does. It looks cool. <clears throat> All right. Oh. Okay. Is this a throne? Um, well, I guess quite obviously a throne. With spikes basically coming out of it. It looks super ominous. We're hearing oh. Palpatine's voice. Yep. Don't, don't, don't move it. Yeah. But uh, you see, you know what I'm about to say? Yep. Go for it, Tom. Right in the middle where Hawes' uh, mouse is, right in the middle of that throne, it looks like the new Sith symbol. It does. So, I seen the new Sith symbol. They, so I'm trying to remember, I think it was a kid's book that people first mm -hmm. noticed it in that was like, you know, it was like, uh, this is Luke Skywalker. He's blah, blah, blah. And then they had like a, a Jedi symbol next to him. To show that that's who he's affiliated with. And then it said Darth Vader. Dark Lord of the Sith. And it had a new symbol to denote that he was a Sith. And it's this kind of diamond type pattern. Mm -hmm. um, this is metal as hell. Man this is cool. Uh, is, kind of like an arrowhead pointing down almost. What do you, what are you thinking when you see this, Will? I'm thinking Palpatine. Maybe this is where his Horcrux is. Maybe where this is where he stored his piece of his soul. Like, <laughs> or maybe you know, maybe that's where he's about to take a seat. Um, 
yeah, I, I think we will see old Sheev sitting in that, that the chair bottom, right there. The interesting thing about looking at it, if you include the, the, the seat and where those four lines come down, it kind of looks like a skull. Where those are the four teeth, there's the tiny oh, it does look the a little eyes, and then maybe mm-hmm. a crown on top of that. It looks almost like a Punisher symbol in some ways. Like it does the eyes, the nose, or like a, a creepy jack o' lantern, or a yeah. This is going to be a, a reference for a very specific type of person, but there was this band back in the new metal heyday called um, Mushroom Head, and they all wore masks, and they, their masks kind of looked like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that is an interesting detail. Um, man, I think that looks was, cool. Was Mushroom Head Kitty Mundy's favorite band? It was yeah, actually, yeah. And they, uh, they actually, I think their career crashed and burned right around the time that his did. I mean, Kiedi's, okay. not Silas Carson. Oh, right. you know, we all know, you know that Silas is. Carson is doing great, and uh, he, he should just come on the podcast. <laughs> he should. His kids' favorite toys were potato heads. <laughs> um. So. Uh, well, I know you don't really do the social media thing, but there is, every now and then, there are some gems to be found on social media. It's not all a fucking hive and scum and villainy. Sometimes it is. But a, what is his, his, um, position in Lucasfilm, King Tom? Phil Sostat, Sostat, how do you say his name? I think it's Sostak. I'm not exactly sure. He is the author of the art of books, right. and I think he's kind of also an archivist because right. he knows a lot of the making of stuff, and he regularly posts on Twitter historical art and making of information. Yeah, and sometimes it's it seems like it could be a little – well, it, it always seems like around the time of a, a trailer release or something – he has a little nugget of wisdom to share with us. And sometimes it seems like he could be hinting at some forthcoming stuff. Like, I'll talk about it when we get to it in a little bit. But he shared a photo of a 1981 sketch from Mount Ralph McQuarrie of the Emperor's Throne. You know, in 1981, yeah. you're talking early work on Return of the Jedi. And it was this. It was this oh throne right goodness. here. My goodness. I, I love... A reference to Ralph McQuarrie art. This and it's thundering. Okay, in the background of that throne, it's mm-hmm. like thundering, right? And lightning. Mm-hmm. And, and it's lightning in these in this space where all the star destroyers are, right? There's a big storm in this space. Yeah, mm-hmm. and in the D twenty three thing, when we see the giant fleet of star destroyers in space, I think it's lightning there too. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. the giant. Yeah, lead of Star Destroyers, so, it's a storm in there. I think we can tie a lot of images in this trailer to a specific location, including this next shot, which is the the old school, right? King Tom, this is like an old school Star Destroyer. Yeah, this it, is- the, the top of it, at the very top, that structure that looks like a Roman X, that's the Star Destroyer uh, model from A New Hope. They changed that for Empire and Jedi, where they got rid of the X in the middle and kind of compressed it. Oh, okay. So my guess is, and this is going back to what we were talking about earlier, the Aftermath book, where it said that Sheev would send people and ships out to the unknown regions, that he was doing this, and these are classic, classic Star Destroyers that have been there for a long time. Yeah. Um, um, 
And that Star Destroyer just came was all lit up and just came up vertically through a sheet of ice. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> is that uh, tied to the same ice planet, you know, or the iceberg, the spaceberg? Yeah. that I mean, these are all, I think, valid questions. Um, the next shot with all the ships. Dude. That's a lot of fucking ships. And I think that's the ghost to the right. Yep. Yeah. So... This so the scene with the TIE fighters flying towards the ice spaceberg and this scene right here were both put out on Sunday as a teaser for the trailer, which is normally one of those things where I'm like, come on, man, just give me the trailer. But no, nah, when I saw these, I was like, no, well, I thank you. Thank you for giving me that, dude. This scene right here. Do you remember, Will, a couple weeks back, somebody called in or wrote in. And was like, hey, it doesn't look like we're getting the big space battle this time around. Uh, oh, now, oh, boy. oh, boy. Um, are we getting the space battle? So, yeah. This right here on the right to the of the Falcon does look a lot like the ghost. Uh, I personally think it would be kind of silly to put a, sh a ship that looks exactly like the ghost in this and it not be the ghost. Right. You know, I'm not saying it's necessarily Hera or Jason Sindula or, or uh, uh, you know, anybody we know um, piloting it. Although that would also be kind of silly, too, I guess. Um, but, you know, I also he thought it would be kind of silly to put a droid that looks like IG-88 in The Mandalorian and not just make it IG-88. So, <clears throat> you know. To me, unless, I mean, it's almost... I think I might recognize some of these ships, but okay, behind what would be the ghost, there might be the medical frigate, the really mm -hmm. long, tall one. And oh. there's two of what Anakin may have landed on Coruscant. Do you see those big bulbous right above the ghosts? Uh, I guess it would be the ghost right wing. And there's another, yeah, that big one, your mouse is on. And then there's another one of those exact same ships to the bottom left. It's identical. Uh, so I think these might be some kind of new Mon Cal cruiser. Okay. Um, there was a guy on Twitter. Admiral Nick. Admiral Nick on Twitter who broke down the ships in this scene. Like, okay. He did. Is, it, is that a hammerhead above where your this mouse is? Right yep. here. That oh, is. that one is. That is, I thought that is definitely a hammerhead from Rogue One. Okay. Um, the, so. Uh, I don't know if I have it in this shot, but there's a couple of weird ones in here, like Han's freighter from The Force Awakens, like the. That, is that it right there that your mouse is on? I don't think so. That I think it's look down when the camera pans down a little bit. Oh, okay. okay. There's um, a Tantive above the hammerhead, I think. Um, there is all kinds of stuff. King Tom pointed out in the far background there is what looks like it could be. Oh, right there, there it is. The Razor Crest from The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. You are correct. Dude, if they are really going all out, like, man. And obviously, like, I've heard a lot of people be like, oh, man, how cool would it be to hear Hera in this battle? You know? Or anything like that. Guys, like, we have two hours and 35 minutes or so of this movie. Like, we might be asking for a little too much. Like... <laughs> If anything, we might get some sort of audio cameo, like not even Vanessa. What Marshall. if you see her? What if it's Hera and like 
I mean, that would it's be rad. The, the girl that plays her voice. Uh, Vanessa Marshall, that would be rad. Yeah. I'm all for that. I'm just saying, we saw the ghost in Rogue One, and we heard her mentioned over the intercom in Rogue One. Like, yeah. I think if we collectively set our expe- expectations at that level, then anything above that just makes us more stoked, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I love this shot. All those ships... Oh, this is going to be quite the space battle. Isn't mm-hmm. it, though? It's going to be mm, epic. Um, so, okay. Uh, we get some Palpatine dialogue here. Our first new Palpatine dialogue. And he says, Long have I waited. Your coming together coming will be your undoing. What do you think that means, King Tom? I... I think he's talking about uh, Kylo and Rey. Me too. I think he is too. Because I think you you guys have mentioned this, uh, I think a few weeks ago when you were talking about Rey and Ben, regardless of whether or not there is is a romantic element to them, they are tied and they do have a deep bond. And that's what, that's part, that's one of the things this trilogy is about. And I think it's likely that while I think Ray is the hero of this trilogy and it is about her, but it it's also to a lesser extent about, about Kylo and his path to redemption. If he chooses to pursue it and if he does them coming together to rise up against him, I think that's what he's referring to. Right. Right. And like specifically, I kind of think that, when he says you're coming together, like I think he means her and Kylo teaming up against him, mm-hmm. right? Like if that is referencing her and Kylo, then their coming together makes it kind of sound like they're on the same side at that point. Um, well, and, if Palpatine ain't a big enough reason to, right. I don't know what is. And like w- w- my question is, what does he do? once they come together to manipulate that situation or whatever yeah. to make it their undoing. You know? I was about to say, that means their coming together has to provide him with some sort of advantage. Right. What is that advantage? I have no idea. Uh, and then we get a pretty cool shot of them fighting on the Death Star. Something blowing what, that, up. There's, yeah, there's a, a really quick shot there that it's it's almost impossible to pause on, but it looks like a Star Destroyer. I think with something blowing up next to it. Yeah, I don't know. You know that may be. This is like the like best a, I've ever seen it. It looks like it's a first order star destroyer. It like does from that Doing engine from the deck of it. Yeah, yeah. And whatever's blowing up beside it is not huge, unless the scale is just weird in this particular shot. Because it kind of looks like a ship. Yeah, because you can see some debris and stuff in there that doesn't look organic. Um. It does look like a first order ship, though. First order star destroyer. And I've I've watched this trailer a lot, so that's the first time I've ever noticed it. Something also going down here in the left. I think that's the engine. Oh, okay. Because they they have a different and their engine fires are striped. This thing, I think, this skiff is from the Force Awakens art book. Oh, is this? Is remind it reminds me of this one's from Crate, like. A little bit. The design, at mm. least. I mean, you know, because it was 
the center skiff and then the balancer on the side. Uh, was this in the art book? There is some stuff where they were like, I don't know, towing uh, Poe's X-Wing or something. Like, I can't remember. It's been a while since I've cracked open the art book. I need to do that. I think, I think it was the whole idea of, you know, they, they were scavengers on a junk planet. and They basically built their ships out of what was available. Right. Oh, so here's another thing. All right. So... We, this is a new piece of news that we can incorporate mm-hmm. into this. I forgot all about this. I think this came out yesterday. Yep. Um, so Star Tours, right? They announced yesterday that uh, on the same day that the Rise of Skywalker comes out, that there is going to be a new edition to Star Tours, and it's going to feature the ocean world of King Tom. Kef. The ocean moon of Kef Beer. Of Kef Beer. So, lots that of questions. Sounds like a Simpson beverage. <laughs> <laughs> um, lots of speculation since the first teaser on whether this was indoor or not. And they're saying the ocean moon of Kef Beer. And it, it, they also said um, that this was the home world of Janna. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So the homeworld of Janna, where the Death Star ended up, apparently not indoor. Interesting. Now, I, I had a little theory that um, I'm not putting any hopes on. Mm-hmm. But you know how sometimes people will go to a place and th- there might be natives there, but they name it anyway. And then later on, it gets renamed based on the original natives' interpretation what if and this is my little headcanon and I'm only sticking with it for a few more weeks. What if Kef beer was how the Ewoks refer to their home planet? Oh dude, I would cuz I want it to be indoor. And like I'm not I expecting did, yeah. them to team up with the Ewoks all over again, but if we had an mm-hmm. Ewok cameo, I'd be so excited. Yeah. Um I that's what I, I mean, love. I'm not holding out hope for it, but I just think it's cool. I'm sorry, Will. No, 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 no. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just going to say that it makes most logical sense for it to be indoor or at least the indoor system because you would think the like if you the astronomical possibility that that debris ends up in another star system traveling through the vastness of space yeah i don't know i mean that yeah. is an awfully big, big explosion you know and it is star wars so if they say and i mean i guess you're dealing with things that you know, can move at the speed of light. I guess if the debris is moving at the speed of light when it blows up, you know, it could go anywhere. And I've also seen some people be like, well, you know, Star Wars planets typically only have one, like, biome, right? (laughs) You know, there doesn't seem to be any ocean on Tatooine. It's a desert planet. There doesn't seem to be any warm parts on Hoth. It's a nice planet. But in Return of the Jedi, when you see them like outside of like outside of indoor like in the space battle if you look at that planet there's water on that planet yeah yeah so it's not out of the realm of possibility that it did end up on indoor this just seems to because like unless they're just maybe and i was just thinking maybe there's a water moon in the indoor system that could be could very well be it there could be because isn't Endor the third planet in the system or something like that? Well, it was a, the they were on a moon of the planet Endor, the forest moon, yeah. of Endor. Right. right. 
So it could be there's a forest moon, an ocean moon. Ocean moon. Ooh, that would be very mythical. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah. Uh, and then we get uh, Obabu Frick doing some brain <laughs> surgery on um, C-3PO. And check it out in the background. Friend of the podcast, Aaron Boyd, pointed out huh. Ray in all her gloriousness eating her boogies on the sneak. Look at that. Looking very, looking very worried. That so she's going to be found out. So I hope nobody sees me in this boogie. You know, let me slip this one in. Nobody saw it. Hey, she's even Jedi Knight's not too good for that. No, man. No. It's good for immune system. Then we get a little shot of BB 8 and Dio. What, uh, what are you doing there, C3PO? Look, Zori Bliss, the first, like, live action, like, you know, not mm -hmm. live action, but like in motion. In a trailer, in footage, look, we've gotten it. Zori Bliss, she looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's wearing cold gear. Yep. That's what makes me think maybe it's that space iceberg, man. Mm -hmm. Unless we're going to get more than one cold location in this movie. Space is cold. It sure is. Taking, oh. Taking one last look, sir. And dude, look. Say what you will about J.J. Abrams. I'm a big fan. But the man knows how to work in like a a meta statement in his Star Wars trailers. Like you get Chewie, we're home. And then you get taking one last look at my friends, the last movie in the saga. Like, come on, man. That is, that's some big brain shit right there, J.J. There is a battle droid in the background of this. There is. Let me see if I can catch it real quick. Um. Yeah. Oh, and so what I was going to say earlier when we were talking about Phil Sostak, a couple of months ago he posted uh, some artwork from The Force Awakens, some unused artwork of a droid repair shop or a droid factory or oh, something. Oh, yeah. And well, what did what'd you say the character was that was working on 3PM? Babu Frick. Babu, what if this is Babu Frick's shop? Yeah, that's and what I'm thinking. They, they brought CP3PO there. Because um, we saw red-eyed C3PO in the other trailer, right? Yeah, I think this is that same location, and this is all, it's all connected. Like they may all be worried about him. You know, there's obviously some concern. Yeah, I, Everybody's focused on him. Everybody's looking at him. I just like, don't know what... What's going on with C-3PO? Why is he taking one last look? Why are they doing this to him? Like, what is it all about? Yeah, look over here on the white. Why white are they well. doing this to him? Oh, I see that battle droid. Yeah. Collapse. Um, either why are they doing that to him? Or what if this is them bringing him back from whatever had been done to him? I don't know. Yeah, and I'm fairly confident, like, if this was really... C-3PO's last moments and he really was taking his last look at his friends I don't know that JJ would put that in the trailer yeah as meta as it is and how and as emotional as it made people like I just I don't know I don't know man he put Palpatine in the trailer from then on I don't know I, I bet all bets are out there. I feel like Palpatine was put in the trailer because at some point you had to that had to come out you know, you don't think you'd be able to digest it if you were surprised. Yeah, and and he even said in some interviews, um, like post celebration, that like they were surprised it didn't get out before then that Palpatine was in the movie. So yeah. I think that was an inevitability. I just don't. 
I think C-3P is going to be okay in the end. Taking one last oh. look, sir. I don't. I come down on the other side of that. Right on. I love this shot, too. Yeah. Like uh, Chewie, Finn, and Poe running on, I guess, a Star Destroyer or something? Yep. If you look at Chewie, he doesn't have his bandolier or his bowcaster. Does he not? No. So I'll that be damned. might be why in the, that other poster or whatever, C-3PO has him. Oh. And I think that was the music moment that Will was talking about earlier, yeah. how they changed up. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. Dude, goosebumps. Mm -hmm. Goosebumps when that music started playing the first time. Um, uh, uh, shot of Leia. BB-8 setting off a fucking mustard gas or something. <laughs> Lando and Chewie in the Falcon. We saw a very similar shot to this in the first teaser, but this one. I think they're... I love that their headsets are wired. You know, because yeah. that's just the way it was. Everybody makes the argument of you got a ship that can uh, go the speed of light, but you can't make a wireless headset. Um, but that's classic. That's just Star Wars technology. It's the way it is. I love that that's, you know, true to form. Yeah. Do you think if, if this is in that big battle, mm -hmm. if they if there are people in the Millennium Falcon gun ports that we're going to know who they are? I sure hope so. I hope so, too. Because usually whoever is in the gun ports also wears those, right? Right. Yep. The headset. Yeah. Maybe it'll be um, Bulio, mm. the guy that comes with the uh, Millennium Falcon Lego set. Oh, yeah. Maybe Bulio mm. will be one of the gunners. You were talking about J.J. Abrams' meta, right? Like right. His, the line about, uh, I guess it's Luke Skywalker's line about, a Jedi's destiny is always to confront fear. Right. Right? Um, I think that's very appropriate for our times. You know, the yep. times yep. we live in. Like, I think that's very meta. Okay, so we get this shot. So neat. A Y-wing fucking barrel rolling. Look at this fucking cannon under this Death Star or Ooh. Death Star Star Destroyer. That is some serious weaponry. We already know there's miniaturized Death Star tech, so I mean, what yep, if that's the, the last same Jedi? Thing yeah, outfitted yeah. onto a and this is first order destroyer. This isn't a first order. This is once again a classic Star Destroyer. So is this oh, one you're over right. here? It is. Yeah, it is. So I and. I love Y-Wings. Mm -hmm. I had, you know, a Y-Wing toy when I was a kid. I love them, but I would never want to fly one because in the video games, the, you know, they're the bomber. They're the big, right. heavy bomber that moves slow. This Y-Wing, I, I would never think a Y-Wing could move like this, and it takes out two TIE fighters, and it looks like they changed the design because the cockpit is kind of tapered at the edges. Yeah. Yeah. Con uh, King Tom, get your royal ass out of my brain. <laughs> Just plucked that thought right from my cranium. I, Sorry for I was, stealing your line, Will. No, it was perfect. I was, never have I, I was going to say, never have I seen a Y Wing whip such ass. Like, I'm usually, like, I always like the Y Wing. I like the design of it. I think it's cool. I don't know why it couldn't whip ass. But seeing one actually kick all that ass is mm -hmm. awesome. And it does. It looks kind of like a sport model. And yeah. I'll tell you guys this. I was in the store uh, just before, earlier today, and I took a picture of it and sent it to Hawes, but it was of the Y-Wing from <clears throat> The Rise, of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. And it comes with a Poe Dameron, a Zori Bliss, First Order Snowtrooper, and an Astro 
mech droid and a DO, but pictured on the front is Zori Bliss in the cockpit of that Y-Wing. And it looks oh. like sported out, kitted out. So um, this may be may, her. This may be her and her ship. She may have a custom Y-Wing that oh. she's a badass in. That would be tight. Um, the saga will end. Okay. I... This is so rad. Mm-hmm. Like I, the first couple times I watched the trailer, I just couldn't. I was like, they're on a base or something, right? And one of my on star is that not a star destroyer in the background? No, they are on the outside of a star destroyer. That's exactly what's going on. I didn't oh, okay. comprehend that at first. I didn't mean to steal that. From no, me. no, no. It's totally fine. One of my favorite details is fucking BB-8 is leading the. Tr- look at him. He is. Look at him with the horse pigs and everything. Look <laughs> at him right there. He's he's along for the fight. Oh man. Now so, I think if go ahead. I'm, I'm, you go ahead, because I'm waiting for the next frame. I was going to say, I mean, does that mean, obviously, that these Star Destroyers are on a planet that has an atmosphere? Because yeah. Because they couldn't be on the deck of a Star Destroyer unless it was on a planet. Maybe it's even um, tied into those star, that Star Destroyer we saw breaking through that ice. Make, like Maybe mm-hmm. that's going on a lot, and that's when they drop in on one of these or something. I think earlier... When we see Rose and everybody, like, I think they're preparing for this moment, maybe. Like, they're mm-hmm. getting everything together. Um, it, oh, it's later on that I'm thinking. Then. Okay. The other shot with the horses, yeah. Well, they um, were just in a shattered, what looked like the throne room from the old Death Star. It, I mean, yeah. that's exactly what it is. It's the throne room from Return of the Jedi. What a shot, dude. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's safe to assume their battle probably starts off here and then leads out onto that. Or well, it's hard to say. Neither of them look. Because I like can't th- tell if his saber's drawn. I don't see any red light coming from. No, his I don't think it is yet. Of the set. No, I don't think it is yet. Um, man, that is cool to see. So, not something I ever imagined seeing in a Star Wars movie again. No, me either. Finn, I love like I love this shot because it's so similar to him running after Ray in The Force Awakens. He's done that through both movies, basically. And if you if you look over his uh right shoulder, I think that's Jana right behind him. Oh, good eye. It is. Okay, here is maybe one of the most debated shots in the trailer. Ray and Kylo seemingly cutting through some sort of pedestal this right here guys that's the vader helmet from the force awakens mm-hmm. yeah i assume that's the pedestal with the ashes of the vader helmet all right well we'll ask you first do you think they're working together here or do you think they're fighting Ooh, rewind it for me if you don't mind i do not now i'm now i just assumed they were fighting but Wait a second. Hold on one goddamn minute. Is that Chewie's bandolier? Where? In the background? I see what you're looking at. Maybe. Isn't that his bowcaster to the right of it, behind him? It looks like it. I'll be damned. Holy shit. Interesting. Maybe that's how they send a message. I, through C-3PO. 
I think, um, personally, I think they're fighting here. I've seen a lot of people think that they're, like, working together at this moment. But in my opinion, if if they're working together, right, that, to me, would indicate that Kylo's gone back to the light at that point. Or he's, yeah. he's you know, in the process. I don't see him wearing the helmet anymore. Helmet when they're point. doing that, right. So I think we're seeing the moment after their lightsabers have clashed and then, like, uncoupled. And then just happen to cut through this pedestal. I think I love the idea that they're in like a verbal argument and like, you know, it, this is the climax of it where he pulls out the saber ready to strike her and she deflects into the pedestal. Ah, She's like, no, fuck, you know, no, no. And fuck your shit. The one thing about this is I'm watching, and I just sent this to you, Haas. I'm watching an animated gif of the moment. And the way Kylo is is posed, he only has one hand on the saber, and his weight is on his left leg. It doesn't, and I'm I'm not a sword fighting expert by any means, but it doesn't look like the type of stance you would take, especially the way he's his arm is raising his sword. It doesn't look his lightsaber doesn't look like the type of stance or movement you would use if you were fighting someone. Hmm. Also, his attention is on the crumbling statue not on ray yeah and, she right. just messed up his sick ass display and he's like his uh, from the rest of the clip it seems like his he doesn't turn his attention to her he's still looking at his fucked up thing uh what do you think this is all about in her other hand is that a dagger it is or is that a piece of debris it's a dagger it's a dagger or a knife of some sort king tom put it very uh very well when we were first talking about the trailer uh, looks like something you'd get in Skyrim. <laughs> kind of does. Made of Daedric metal. Yeah. Well, why does she have like an old school looking dagger on her? I mean, are if this is where Vader's helmet is, this is where Chewie's bandolier and Bowcaster are. This may be his relic room. This may be his trophy room. Maybe I mean, she's trading in uh, Chewie's bowcaster and bandolier for that dagger. Look, I got, I got this sick ass. I'll sell you this bandolier for five gold. I'll sell you this bowcaster for ten gold, and then you sell me that dagger. Dude, what if it's a lightsaber hilt and it just hadn't been activated yet? Oh, like she's dual. I don't know. It looks so much like a dagger, though. It I know. I mean, I'm just throwing. We were throwing random but shit. But that would be a neat look. Like if the yeah. If the where, blade for the lightsaber sort of emitted from the middle point here, and then yeah, and there's still kind of like a, a, a dagger-like guard, fins, yeah, guards on the outside. That could be cool. It would be cool. Uh, and we get uh, like a hero shot. All right, here we go. Okay, right here. I think looking at this, uh-huh. that they are on a first order star destroyer that is pointing the other way. Oh, okay. So th- they're going it, towards the back, like the arrow would be yeah. pointing towards us. Right. Right. Because if you look at the way that this structure to the, you know, in the upper left-hand quadrant of the screen, it's rising the other way and then at the top of it it looks like that the bridge tower of a first order star destroyer, not an imperial one. Oh, uh, okay. But then these are more imperial, right? Like Yeah, all the other ones look like in the, there's the what are these tie daggers is that what I they've think been daggers. called new yeah. tie fighters and then we get a badass I, I count at least 20 20 plus 
oh. Star Destroyers that I counted. Oh, dude, I like. I know that is a huge resistance rebellion force that we see earlier, but like, is that enough to take on a force of this magnitude? I don't know. Can don't all know. of those ships be populated by First Order soldiers? Unless Palpatine. Hey, can I? Yeah, but pause, can I pause for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh wait, what? Cube. Okay, look. Look at the B wing. These. Yeah. Weird. Were they, what is they that? look? They looked like Tie Fighters a second ago, but mate, was it just this shot? It looked like Tie Interceptors. Hmm. And if if you can go back a couple of seconds. Okay, let's see. Now I don't know, man, because there's that's a tie, that's a tie, that's a tie. These still look boxy, and then there's yeah. some more over here. And they're. I was just wondering falling. if it was a regular Tie Fighter from the side, but now it doesn't look like it. Yeah. I wonder if that's like what the resistance. Maybe they're drop ships. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Mm -hmm. Is that what the d resistance is dropping in with? Because they kind of look like they slowed down right there in that at the end there. Mm -hmm. All right. Now we is have this a, a man in the bathtub scout droid to the left. Mm, I don't know what I think this is the same location that we see the throne on because there's there's oh, lightning right. going now on. The lightning flashed, yeah. Look, uh, Kylo's pretty beat up in this scene, too. Is he is that, or is that rain on an exterior? Is he not? He's looking out. It looks like. Wait a second. A lighting effect off of glass or something. For a second there, like there was like a, a lens flare, a J.J. Mm. Abrams style lens flare going on. And for a second there, I thought it was a lightsaber in his hand, like a blue one. And I was about, oh. about to lose my goddamn mind. Um, okay, so Kylo, I think this is the, the lightning planet. All right. It looks like she's looking at the back of a th like a chair. I don't think it's the back. I think it's the front of some kind of chair. Well, look, like it's the side, and that's someone sitting in it. Like you're seeing their right shoulder. Right, right. And their hood. And their hood. And I think this is some sort of like... Life-giving device. Yeah, like... Uh, I don't know what you, What do you call it. Uh, Dialysis? Life support? Life yeah, support? like some life support system. Like with this tube mm -hmm. right here and all these... There's, there's a tube going up vertically as well. Yeah, is this what's keeping the emperor alive or what he likes that chair because i don't think this is that throne we saw no it doesn't look mm -hmm. like it this is definitely mechanical yeah because it looks like it's moving right in it that does, brief yeah. second you see but it does look like the same the floor the stony floor does look like the same spot as that throne it does it also looks similar to something we saw in the d23 trailer with Kylo getting out of his TIE fighter, holding and his... And Stormy, is it like the lightning in yep. the same place? Yep. And then we get uh, the final shot of the trailer. Ray, A little teary-eyed, but not like sad, like happy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A knowing, knowing teary-eyed look. And then you hear Luke and Leia. Right. Yeah. I personally think she might be seeing some force ghosts there i think it's kind of <laughs> obvious right like okay so if we're gonna if we're gonna get crazy we're gonna talk lightsaber dagger hilts and stuff <laughs> like it could be force ghosts and it could be like 
a lot of them. Maybe it's Luke. Maybe it's Obi-Wan. Maybe it's Yoda, you know? Um, but what if we are seeing, um, let's go back a little bit. What if we're seeing the moment that she realizes, uh, Kylo's gone back to the light side? That's possible. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like maybe this is when she realizes that Kylo is going to, because once again, this looks like it's on that lightning planet. Oh, let's get back way too far. Um, right? Isn't there some lightning going on in this scene too? Yeah. Yeah. So is this when she realizes that Kylo is going to help her take on the emperor? I'm leaning more towards force ghosts. Is there a storm going when they're on in the Death Star throne room? No. Like, I know it's raining outside, but it's not lightning. No, and, and like, the the lighting is way different. Mm -hmm. Granted, it could be later in the day or something. I think that's, I think we're looking at two different locations, personally. That's, I mean, that's just kind of how it feels. Oh, I don't know. It, well, it looks like it's kind of hazy out, at, yeah. at least, and the sun is trying to come through. Yeah, I still think it might be two different locations. Man, what a trailer. Mm. Um what is uh any any final thoughts, any theories? Some cockaduty speculations. I ain't got no cockaduty speculating. No, me neither, buddy. But not I, that I've already done. I have already. no idea what's going on in this movie and okay, I Okay, look, it. okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. I wait, just wait, wait. saw something. Okay. You know, the Star Destroyer fight scene. Okay, you can see the super cannon on the bottom of the Star Destroyer right in front of you. Yep. Oh, yeah. But I don't think you can see it. As it... the as the scene continues, you can't see it on all of them, maybe? Mm -hmm. No. Maybe they're not deployed? Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe every ship doesn't have them deployed. Or maybe every ship doesn't have one. Or maybe you can, and I, I this just small screen maybe, is trailing. Maybe it's just the way that Star Destroyer's pants have fallen. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah, maybe that is. Man, well, either way, I'm excited. I don't, that's, like, that's the thing. I don't necessarily have any better understanding of the structure or the overall plot. Like, I have no idea what leads them to the wreckage of the Death Star or what Palpatine's role is in this or what Kylo's up to or anything like that. But, uh, and I think that's great. Like, I think it showed us mm -hmm. some really cool things. I think it had some nice moments for the hardcore fans, you know? Um, I think it's a pretty well done trailer. Mm -hmm. uh, I am still surprised. No Knights of Ren, no Sith Troopers. Yeah. Um, Especially the Sith Troopers, as much as they were sort of marketed and, and stuff as being part of this movie. Like, one of the very first things we saw officially from, well, right? But King Tom, was that before or after? That was after Celebration. It was definitely after Celebration. Yeah, it was around the time. but It was a few weeks before Comic-Con, so yep. early July, I think. Yeah, okay. But yeah, interesting that we haven't seen those guys, Sith Troopers or... Um, Knights of Ren. What if there's some sort of sleeper activation in the First Order's conditioning 
You know how they all have like they go through conditioning or whatever? Like almost an Order 66 type of thing? Yeah, that Palpatine planted way back in the day, and then he activates, and that's how he gets all his Sith troopers from the well, First Order troopers. Well, he, we know he, he likes to do things like that. Um, So what do we got, guys? What, what do you think, Will, before closing up our trailer discussion? Closing arguments... It's going to be incredible. It's going to be emotional. I got the feeling I'm going to cry maybe more than once. Oh, and dude, it's many not going times. To be pretty. I may act like I may act like I'm not, but I probably will. Oh, dude, I'm just going to let it flow. It's the last Star Wars. I mean, it's not, but you know, it's it's the end of the story that has sprouted in the garden of my imagination since I was, you know, 10, you know, since I saw the very first Star Wars. So there, you know, there's some sadness that I'm reading the last chapter in the book, but oh. I mean, God bless America. There were points in my life where I didn't think the rest of the books would get written. I know, but you, they happened. What do you I'm think grateful. of King Tom? Yeah, I'm I'm with Will that, and and you, I'm going to be very emotional during this movie for a number of reasons. Uh, I think that this trailer, that that three PO line, really hits home mm-hmm. for us all. And we've got action. We know we're going to get force stuff. It's just looking like they're really trying to pull out the stops. And I think, you know, we're all going to be amazed considering the circumstances in which this movie was made. Yeah. Yeah. And, man, I can't wait to, like, because I feel like once this movie's out, it's the end of the saga, but it opens up so many possibilities for other stories that we can finally have access to. Like right. this mm-hmm. Kylo Ren comic we talked about earlier is a perfect example of that. Um, and I feel like there's going to be all kinds of stuff that can sprout out of this. And I can't wait because, you know, if a character like Zori Bliss turns out to be really cool and sticks with people, then, you know, there's a good chance we get a book or a comic or something about her. I would look forward to that. Like the stuff that's that the potential stuff that could spring up out of this, I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't wait. It's not long. We really don't have that long until we're seeing this movie, especially when you consider all the cool things we have coming between now and then. Mm-hmm. So guys, normally this is where I would, uh, transition us over into the voicemail and emails but my voice is going super fast i can feel it degrading quickly uh i peace and love peace and love i apologize we have so (laughs) many voicemails and emails to get to i have them all saved we will get to them guys i also don't want to keep poor king tom he like he's he's here on a school night so (laughs) Uh, I know you guys will understand, and we'll hear from you next week. I can't wait to hear all you guys' thoughts and see what uh, discussions spring from those. So, um, King Tom, buddy, thanks for coming on the show. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Uh, uh, Tom Chansky on Twitter. I do some Patreon shows for, uh, like Hawes mentioned, Masters of Harvest Kasi, our friend Steel, uh, our friends at the Bad Motivators, and I'm on the Sith list also. Yeah. You, if you want to hear more King Tom, you have ample opportunity. Just uh, no, no one should hear all of that. Me, I disagree. Hard disagree. Text, um, all right. If you like uh, the, if you like our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They are Stone Cobra. 
You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Leave us a five-star iTunes review if you haven't already. And until next week, when I think we will be discussing, we'll catch up on Resistance. We'll we'll discuss all the Resistance episodes we haven't talked so far. I'm going to try and get Will to catch up on Star Wars Allegiance so we can discuss that and uh, whatever else comes along the way. But until then, uh, this has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Hans Burkhart. I'm Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>